Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Anti-Bullying 101 is brought to you by Bark. Technology that keeps your kids safer online and in real life. You wouldn't give your kid a bike without a helmet and you wouldn't let them drive a car without wearing a seatbelt. So don't give them a smartphone, tablet, or laptop without the number one safety solution on the market. Bark. Bark monitors over 30 social media platforms including YouTube, text messages, email accounts, browser history, and more. That's four times more than any other child monitoring app. And Bark alerts you via text and email when your child has encountered problematic content. You'll get automatic alerts to signs of cyberbullying, depression, online predators, adult content, and more, along with the best recommended next steps for how to address. Trusted by over 1,900 school districts nationwide, Bark is absolutely free for schools and $9 per family per month. So use the tech solution created by parents for parents and that keeps close to 5 million kids safer online. Visit www.bark.us now to start your free trial and see why parents and caregivers across the nation now have more peace of mind while letting their kids become responsible digital natives. That's www.bark, like a dog barks when a stranger approaches your house, .us. One more time, that's www.bark.us. Now, back to the show. I wrote the new three R's in education, respect, responsibility, and relationships, 15 years ago. At the time, it was difficult for teachers, parents, and administrators to buy into this philosophy. With the events over the past many years, I believe that this book has more meaning now than ever. I'll be sharing chapters of this book during the next 10 episodes of Anti-Bullying 101 with commentary and ask that you take a good hard look at the state of society, education, and our culture, and consider what you hear, and use the philosophy to facilitate change.
Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. We have been in the process of covering or revisiting the new three R's, which was a book that I wrote 15 years ago, and I cited some difficulties that we were having back then and cautioned and warned that some of these things would expand, become worse, and we would have more difficulty in schools and communities and basically in society and in our culture. We are on right now chapter 8. And chapter 8 deals with something that really is lacking in schools today. And that is consistent consequences. When the kids don't get the new three R's, respect, responsibility, and the, have the ability to form relationships with the teacher, well, their parents first, the teacher, other adults, their peers, and they have a lot of trouble interacting appropriately. They don't show respect. They're irresponsible. There has to be consistent consequences because without them, what will happen is by default, if we don't correct a youngster and impose a consequence, to them, we may be agreeing with their behavior. So consistent consequences become the theme for chapter eight. And, you know, the, the consequences that get imposed have to impact the child so that they perceive that they will definitely lose something of value or of consequence. Kids look at life from two perspectives. The perspectives are, what am I going to gain and what am I going to lose? And if the consequence is not perceived in terms of being meaning, a meaningful loss, there's no incentive in the future for the child to stop negative behaviors. Hear that. What am I going to gain? What am I going to lose? That is life in general. Everyone evaluates their actions based on those two things. If you have a problem as an adult with your boss and you walk into his office and you start railing on him and giving him a hard time and are complaining about how he's treating you, there's going to be a gain or there's going to be a loss. And most likely there's going to be a loss because we didn't have or you didn't have or they didn't have the self-control that was necessary to deal with a problem appropriately. The consequences must be imposed consistently and fairly to all, no matter who the child is. And, you know, sometimes it's difficult to impose consequences when one is dealing with either students who are typically the good kids because you want to give them a pass sometimes in terms of their behavior because they've just been, you know, one of those kids that are likable, they follow the rules, they're respectful, and they're responsible. 
And then the other problem that we have is imposing consequences on typically, and I'll use the word, the bad kids. The kids who consistently are involved in power struggles, the ones that give other kids a hard time, the ones that don't follow the rules, and I will add this, the ones whose parents have the biggest mouth and want to come into the school and want to defend their kids to the hilt because they believe that their kid is being unfairly treated. Sometimes we feel hesitant about about imposing consequences with the good kids because they have such a positive relationship with other other kids and you as the teacher. And we don't want to be seen as the bad guy. And it might very well be tough to impose consequences on kids who are bullies because we as teachers can feel intimidated or, if you will, bullied by them into a form of submission. In other words, we give up. We feel as if we're the ones who are being picked on and we fear the reaction of them or a parent okay, when we impose a consequence. And sometimes it becomes easier to ignore behaviors that we, we are cognizant that we shouldn't be ignoring because of the fact that we know that we're going to have to deal with that kid and his parents okay, when it comes down to holding them accountable. And we could be worried about potential negative reactions if we call him or her on their behavior, and at times we may look away. You know, and when we look away, it becomes extremely obvious to others. That includes the victim and at times the bystanders. So what we are doing in this instance is becoming an unwitting bystander or collaborator ourselves. Our silence could be condoning the behavior we know is hurting an innocent person. The hurtful behavior will certainly not change and it may become worse or more potentially damaging because we who are in a position of authority are really giving the perpetrator permission to continue. Now, worst case scenario, we may openly blame the victim rather than the bully. We have to become aware of our own weaknesses and ensure that good judgment prevails and we have to be strong in order to be fair. This this system will be most effective if everyone is on board. If the Board of of Education approves it in advance, inevitably, when you try to impose consequences, parents will object. And if your Board of Ed stands behind your program, the school's program, and they've adopted it, and everyone's on the same page, you will find that the efficacy of this program will be much greater. Now, let me review with you very briefly some consequences that your school 
or even you in the classroom could adopt for bullying behavior and things that if in fact are imposed will help redevelop those new three R's in the classroom and kids will be much much more responsible and they'll be much more respectful and they will grow to have better relationships with each other and with you. Now, I have nine of them here. I'm going to go over them and I'm going to discuss them just very briefly so that you got an idea about what I'm talking about. Remember, gain and loss, gain and loss. There has to be in the mind of a child the thought, what am I going to gain? What am I going to lose? That's what we have to have. Number one, a letter of apology to be written by the student to the teacher and the class, not just to the victim. That's part of it. But it has to be to the teacher and to the class as well. This Number two, the student must contribute in some positive way to the teacher and the class in general. They have to make a contribution. You know, these letters of apologies and these contributions, I, and I'll say this right now, you know, if you have two students who have a problem it, with each other, and one of them's the bully and one of them's the victim, and you ask them to shake hands and make up. And the bully extends his hand and they shake hands and the bully says, sorry. And the kid says, oh, okay, don't worry about it. The victim says, don't worry about it. Well, that's the wrong response. When a bully shakes hands with a victim, the victim's response should be, I forgive you, but don't let it happen again. There has to be an aggressive way of accepting this apology. It can't be passive because if it's passive, the bully will try it again. He may try it again if it's aggressive, but the bottom line is the victim has, has got to learn how to draw those boundaries. Number three, morning or afternoon school detention a suspension, Saturday school or in-school suspension. And those are all the basic um, disciplinary techniques that get used with progressive discipline in school. Do they always work? No. They will work if you have parental support and the parent supports what you're doing and the kid is held accountable at home as well. Reporting of the incident to the parents, of course, or police. We forget that. When bullying becomes egregious enough where there's physical harm done, believe it or not, when physical harm is done, it's not bullying, it's assault, and it should be reported to the police. Here's a tough one for the high school. Removal or suspension from sports teams, band, chorus, forensic, you know, whatever they're involved with. Here's the loss. You can't go on the field trip. You can't 
participate in a sports team. You can't be involved in a certain activity. And this is not just for one or two. It's a minimum of 30 days. When you think of that in terms of a football season, that's four games. In terms of a baseball season, it could be 10 games, one month. They could play two games a week. That's eight games. They have to feel the loss. Now, if a student is on the football team and an incident occurs before or during, see, before or during the football season, they'll still be suspended from the team for a minimum of 30 days, even if the event happened before because that's the greatest loss that that kid will experience. They have to know that you mean business. Barred from going on a field trip. Can't go. I know most schools today are in a position where they say everyone has to go on a field trip because you were only going to hurt the kid more and this and that. No, look, if you're a big problem in school, why would I want to take you out of school to go with me somewhere that where you're going to require greater supervision? With little kids barred from attending an upcoming classroom party, such as a Halloween party or other holiday party, instead of going to the party or staying in the room, they go to another classroom during party time. Nobody's getting hurt. As a matter of fact, the rest of the class that's there will enjoy the party more because a bully's not present. Student here. Here's one for the high school level. Can you do this? Students barred from the prom. Can't go to the prom. Junior prom, senior prom, you're not going. And sometimes even now at the 8th grade level, they have you know, a different uh, terminal, uh, like dinner parties for kids where they participate in the school gymnasium and so on. Sorry, can't go. These are the things that work. And if we are smart enough to begin imposing them, year after year, our job will become easier because the rest of the school will catch on. But once again, you need parental support. You need superintendent support. You need board support. And then another one. And you'll, this is something that, you know, if a kid's behavior is bad enough and we're going to keep them in school, how about mandatory parental supervision of the kid in school every day or for part of the day. Bring the parent in. Once parents are inconvenienced, are inconvenienced, they get tougher on their kids. They get tougher on their kids. They have to. They have to because now I may have to miss work. Kid can't come to school. You bring him here. You stay here for a while. Keep an eye on things because he's going to be down in the office first thing in the morning because of some of his conduct. I wrote this book 15 years ago. I wrote those consequences 15 years ago. And I will tell you this right now. Tell you this right now. 
if we had started using some of these 15 years ago, we may not have we may not be in the position that we're in right now where we're constantly fighting respect, disrespect, response irresponsibility and the inability for kids to get along. It's serious, folks. Three R's don't work. Consequences have to work. That's the only way that we can do this. It's the only way that we can do this. If schools don't become a microcosm of society where there are consequences big enough to stop adult behavior and we don't start using some of that mindset in schools, kids will continue to do what they're doing. That's why we have Anti-Bullying 101, for you to understand this, for you to get a handle on this. This is why we have the new three R's, for you to realize how important some of these things are. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you for listening. This, the book is going to be available on the episode, in the episode description. You just have to click on the link. If, in fact, you are listening to this podcast and you're enjoying it, I have a donate button right there also in the episode description. Make a donation to help me keep the podcast going. I love doing this. I've been doing it for over 30 years, trying to help kids who are being bullied. And right now, I'm finding that some adults are even having the same problem. And there were many adults who were bullied as kids who were traumatized enough, who were traumatized enough, where they end up having difficulty as adults because they cannot get the thoughts of being bullied out of their head. This goes on face-to-face, and it goes on in terms of cyberbullying. It's all over the place. And we, as adults, have to take a stand and work with kids to try and help them. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. This is Anti-Bullying 101. It's Wednesday, the 26th of February. And you know, I saw some buds on a tree outside earlier. It just seems like the winter never came. We never had a winter. But I got news for you. It's a little cloudy out. Eh, a little chilly. Not bad. But it doesn't matter. Because my suggestion to you is, no matter what the weather is out, is outside, do yourself a favor and carry the weather around with you. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Anti-Bullying 101 is brought to you by Bark. Technology that keeps your kids safer online and in real life. You wouldn't give your kid a bike without a helmet and you wouldn't let them drive a car without wearing a seatbelt. So don't give them a smartphone, tablet, or laptop without the number one safety solution on the market. Bark. 
Bark monitors over 30 social media platforms, including YouTube, text messages, email accounts, browser history, and more. That's four times more than any other child monitoring app. And Bark alerts you via text and email when your child has encountered problematic content. You'll get automatic alerts to signs of cyberbullying, depression, online predators, adult content, and more, along with the best recommended next steps for how to address. Trusted by over 1,900 school districts nationwide, Bark is absolutely free for schools and $9 per family per month. So use the tech solution created by parents for parents, and that keeps close to 5 million kids safer online. Visit www.bark.us now to start your free trial and see why parents and caregivers across the nation now have more peace of mind while letting their kids become responsible digital natives. That's www.bark, like a dog barks when a stranger approaches your house, .us. One more time, that's www.bark.us. Now, back to the show. That's Bark. That's one of our new sponsors that we have here on Anti-Bullying 101, a great uh, tool to help your kids stay safe online and avoid cyberbullying. So please take the time to check out www.bark.us. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. Thanks for listening to the show. I will see you again next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, the weekend, and stay safe, everybody.